Between March 12th and 20th, your home should receive an invitation to complete the 2020 census form. Once the invitation arrives, you can respond by phone, online, or by mail. It's the opening of a process that will run to the end of July. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. The census count results affects everything in operating and managing our communities, from political representation in Congress and the State House to Medicaid and rural education, to federal transit, water and waste systems, to children's insurance, and a lot, a lot more. It's the federal funding that flows through our communities for the next 10 years is all determined by this year's census. Yep, it's a really, really big deal. Your absolute participation as a citizen is critical. The 2020 Census will attempt to count everyone living in the United States in five U.S. territories. This is the 24th time in the nation's history we've counted our population since 1790. We begin to fill in the additional details with the media specialist from the Dallas Regional Census Center, Ms. Laurie Cipriano. Well, in March, households will begin receiving official Census Bureau mail with information on how to respond to the 2020 census. Okay. By April 1st, most homes will receive an invitation to participate, and that invitation will include instructions for responding to the 2020 census online. And if you need help or would like to respond by phone, you can also call a toll-free number provided in the invitation. Okay. The thing about it is that some people may have computers but not Internet service providers or something like that. So can they go to the library maybe and still go online and answer the census invitation? They absolutely can go to the library if they don't have a computer or don't have Internet access in their Mm -hmm. house. So for online self-responders, we will ask them to use the census ID that is included in the invitation, and you can also respond without it by providing your address. But when responding online, um, you just want to make sure that you include information for everyone who lives in your home as of April 1st. Yeah. Okay. Does the Census Bureau really want people to go online first versus the telephone call versus by mail? They really want us to go online to get it done? We're encouraging self-response online. Okay. Okay. Are you doing a special outreach for rural areas? Because, you know, in Colorado, we have urban is really tight, but rural is is out there. Or is it the same? And So if the majority of households in your area don't receive mail at their home's physical location, uh-huh. the Census Bureau will deliver a questionnaire to your door in person. For example, these areas include those recently affected by natural disasters or where households use P.O. boxes to receive their mail. Approximately 5% of households will receive their census invitation when a census taker drops it off. So if Ah. your area is more remote, we'll send a census taker to take your response in person, and approximately 1% of households will be counted in person by a census taker instead of being invited to respond on their own. Is there anything else that those who live in rural areas of Colorado, is there anything else that they need to know? Well, the Census Bureau goes to great lengths to count everyone living in rural and remote parts of the country and has designed specific operations and outreach strategies to reach those households. The census, the 2020 census, will be the first time the public can respond online by phone or by email. So to ensure rural communities with low or no Internet access can respond to the census, 
we deliver a paper questionnaire when response gets underway. Yeah. The Census Bureau will mail approximately 20% of the country a paper questionnaire at the beginning of response in mid to late March. Right. The Census Bureau will mail paper questionnaires to areas with low internet connectivity or other characteristics that make them less likely to respond online. Mm-hmm. These areas will also receive information about how to respond online or by phone should they choose not to respond by paper. So then by mid-April, most households that have not yet responded to the initial invitation to participate yeah. um, or several reminders um, will be sent a, a, a paper questionnaire. That's mm-hmm. when they receive the paper questionnaire. So yeah, sure. many 2020 census partners, including libraries across the country, will make electronic devices such as computers and tablets available to the public for online response. But as I mentioned, complete count committees in rural areas are working hard to ensure that everyone is counted, especially in hard to reach areas. These communities work with local organizations such as places of worship, schools, libraries, Uh YMCAs to assist any people who need help responding. So nationwide, we are partnering with more than 20,000 local organizations in rural areas across the country to communicate that responding to the 2020 census is easy, important, and and safe. The Bureau is also working with local partners in rural and remote areas to identify places to provide mobile questionnaire assistance. Oh, okay. So at these places, such as grocery stores and markets, houses of worship, community festivals, public transit hubs, libraries, community centers, other locations where people naturally naturally um, gather, census staff will visit to help them respond. And there the public can submit their census response either on a Census Bureau tablet or yeah. on on their own. Own device. So, so if I'm going to King Supers or Safeway then and I need some help, there'll be a census person there that can help me out then and submit it if they've got a tablet and stuff maybe in some places, if I'm hearing no, you right. Not necessarily. We're not – I can't say that every King Supers will have that. So yeah, we, we yeah, certainly yeah. don't know. These are just – right now we are in the planning stages of mm-hmm. trying to figure out where we're going to have some of these – mobile questionnaire assistance centers, and and we're planning that right now. Yeah, well, well, the good part for especially people who live in rural Colorado is that they got to come into town to get food or something. They can get their help at the same time. They don't have to make multiple trips. You know. Right. We just, But we don't have a list of where right. those are going yeah, to be yeah, yet. Yeah, sure, sure. The questions of the census itself. Uh, a lot of people get sweaty palms about it. Oh, they're going to ask me my name and address, going to find out how much is there, and they're going to ask me how much I make. They're going to ask me all this stuff. But I guess the form I've seen is pretty straightforward, just name, address, and a few other you know, necessary things, and that's about it. Yes, I'm looking at a sample questionnaire here, and uh-huh. the first question is how many people were living or staying in this house, apartment, or mobile home on April 1st, 2020? And then it asks, were there any additional people staying here on April 1st that you did not Mm -hmm. include in question one? It asks if this is a house, apartment, or mobile home. It asks your telephone number. It also asks you to provide the name of the people that live there, asks if they're male or female. Um, And then it asks 
um, about um, ethnicity and race. So one person then can fill out the census for everybody in the house. One person should fill out the census form for every person in the house. Yeah. There is one, one person. So if you've got five people living there, that one person will fill it out for the five people living mm-hmm. there. And once the Census Bureau receives it, then if anybody else goes online trying to do the same thing, you've already got it, and they'll probably reject them and say, nope, sorry, we've already got you. Thank you very much. Only That only just quickly came to mind because sometimes – Husband will walk in and say, okay, I got it. I'm online. And then wife will come in and say, I don't know if he did it or not, so I got to do it as well. I but- would encourage the person who is going to fill out fill out the census form to please tell all the members of your household that <laughs> put, you are filling out the census form. Put a note on the refrigerator. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> to let them do exactly that. Uh, now, there is – you went through the questions there. Now, there is no citizenship question. That is correct. There is no citizenship question. Because we have a lot of uh, listeners, especially in Colorado, that, you know, a lot of confusion was there. Was that going to be on there or not? It's going to be people who see that may not respond, but there's no citizenship question on the census. Okay. The census lady is here. There is no citizenship question. A lot of you are not hearing it, so I'm going to say it again. There's no citizenship question on that farm. And there's some things the census will never ask you anyway, like SSN and stuff. What are the things you won't ask? We'll never ask for a Social Security number. We will never ask for your bank information or credit card information. We'll never ask for a donation or money. And uh, information from the census also will never come from a political party. Yeah, and that's one way to uh, to make sure that if there's some people trying to scam you, the census is not asking that type of information that's used for that. Then you all, you will automatically know, uh-uh, ain't answering this, not responding. I don't think so uh, because there was, I think, uh, there was a news story recently about a political party that was sending out stuff already saying, oh, just fill this out. We can do your census form for you. I said, really? Okay. And they were able to stop that. So knowing what you all are not going to answer is very uh, – ask is very, very important. Yes, it will not be again the census. We are not affiliated with either with any political party. Mm -hmm. So any information from a political party that you get in the mail is not from the official United States Census Bureau. Uh, Yeah. So therefore, anybody sends you something that wants SSN or money or political, it ain't from them. Don't answer it. That's not wrong stuff. Throw it away. Get rid of it. So what's the Bureau doing to help prevent frauds and scams to prevent those from taking place or at least mitigating them along the way? Well, we have a rumors and information page on our website. Um, There's a lot of of Q&A there. But some important things that you should know are that if someone comes to your house to collect a response for the 2020 census – you can do a few things to verify their their identity. So first you want to make make sure to check that they have a valid ID badge with their photograph um, and a U.S. Department of Commerce watermark and an expiration date. That will be – And you can ask them to show you that, right? Yes, you can. Okay. And if you still – they will also have a, a computer that should have a census – logo on it and also a bag that has a census logo on it. But if you still have questions about their identity, you can call to speak with a local Census Bureau representative 
to verify that they do work for the Census Bureau, and you can call 1-800-923-8282. And certainly we want you to call that number if you suspect any type of fraud. Um, If it is determined that whoever came to your door does not work for the Census Bureau, you should also contact your local police department. Okay. What's the number again? The number is 1-800-923-8282. Now, if somebody comes to the door, if it's a regular, it's an official census worker, then you decide that I want to make the call, then that worker will just wait until you make the call to see that they're ver- verified. Then. Correct. Okay. In case people think, well, if I make the call and, and take a minute doing it, they'll they'll leave me and I won't get counted or something. So. No, they they will wait. And if uh, for some reason, I let's say they can't get through, um, they should come back and say, well, I've been on hold for a long time. Um, maybe you can come back tomorrow or another day. Mm-hmm. And in that case, that census worker will come back another day. Yeah. And uh, you said to go to the website, too, for, to see what, I guess, uh, will they learn what frauds and scams the Census Bureau has run into? You're going to post those so – People can see those and say, ah, somebody tries this. I know what they're up to. Well, we're, we're updating that yeah. on an ongoing basis just to make sure um, people are aware of any rumors or false information is out there. Um, so we're updating that regularly. Mm-hmm. But um, we also have essentially designed a really secure website to yeah. make it safe and easy that easy to be counted. It's actually mm-hmm. easier than ever before. And our systems use multiple layers of security and encryption to yeah. keep your responses safe and secure. On this edition, it's the information you need to know about the census count in which you are about to participate. The answers to your questions before you receive your census invitation beginning March 12th. Our guest on this edition is Ms. Laurie Cipriano, media specialist of the Dallas Regional Census Center. We'll gain additional insight from her on our next edition. You can also learn more online at census.gov. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay on your game. And we do appreciate you sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.